You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but it's the 21st century. Financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It's for you and me, busy moms and dads living their best life. The big question is this, how do we create time, avoid making painful mistakes, set examples for our children and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best guest experts. It is now the time you start living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shogunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Parent Podcast. Sending heartfelt wishes to our incredible Money Boss Parent podcast community this holiday season. As you all gather up with your loved ones in these festive, awesome, overwhelming, exciting days, may the spirit of financial empowerment illuminate your celebrations. I know we're all busy. I know we're all excited. I know we're all celebrated. I wanted to take a moment here to thank you for giving me your undivided intention throughout the last year and spending this precious time with me. Here's to the next year. Cheers to us having more meaningful conversations, more shared laughter as we are embarking on this journey together and continuing to guide our kids towards bright financial future. And at the same time, being best parents that we can, living the best life that we want. That is my wish for this next year. Happy holidays, Money Boss parents, and I will see you in 2024. Hey, Money Boss parents. Welcome back to the Money Boss Parent Podcast. Anna Shogunina is here, and I'm excited to connect with you today as we are continuing our discussion about what budgeting platform should you consider if you've been a long-time user of mint.com, as I have, and or if you are in the, in the mood and on the market to explore maybe an alternative budgeting platform. Today, I want to bring to you a guest from Main Street Financial Planning, a certified financial planner, Catherine Edwards, and she's going to share with us her experience of using YNAB, you need a budget platform that has completely different approach to the whole budgeting idea. And they utilize something called every dollar gets a job or a zero budgeting method. As Catherine discusses with us how she has been using this tool for the last 10 years and what are some of the pros and cons and how, if you are a Mint user, how you can actually also convert and bring your data onto that platform. So I welcome you to tune in. I want to invite Catherine Edwards to chime in. She is the user of YNAB and um, has an interesting story. And uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all ears because I'm not familiar with this, uh, with this program at all. Yes. Hi, Catherine. So, hi. Um, happy early Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, I, so YNAB, it's funny, the way that I found this was I was gifted, my husband and I were gifted this app and a subscription for one year, 10 years ago when we got married. So it was a wedding gift 
that somebody gave us was just, we'd never heard of it before, but YNAB stands for you need a budget. And it's still around 10 years later. It's really stood withstood, withstood. Is that the right way to say that? Uh, the test of time. And so there are a few things I like about it. Um, one of the main sticks that they have is that it's a zero-based budgeting app. So it is an app on your phone and it syncs across the web and a tablet. So wherever you are, it'll sync within that. So it is different than Tiller in that way that it you can have it as an app. But um, it's a zero-based budget. So you basically, you can, you can sync all of your things or you can manually input them, which is a lot of work. However, that could speak to a little bit more of the privacy piece. If you don't want it to scrape it, you can, you know, manually put it in and it'll learn um, how you use your money. And some people like the accountability of having to put it in every time, I guess. But um, so zero-based budgeting basically means your, your paychecks for, will come in. You can share it with a partner. You actually can have up to six people on one subscription that can um, be within. So if it's a family or you have teenagers or something like that, that would be a good way to keep track with the teenager or with your partner so that you can kind of update and see where you guys are at in terms of groceries or overeating or overeating, uh, eating, eating out and um, what categories you tend to spend more in. So the purpose of it is that you kind of the four rules that are on there where it says give every dollar a job, you're you're supposed to use every single dollar that you get paid to go somewhere. So whether it's to savings or to debt, and it pulls all of those things, so you can track your net worth and those sort of things, but also create a budget so that um, you know that you're on track to, to pay off those things. And I also like how you can put in, you know, either one-time expenses, or if you have like, for example, this time of year, holiday spending that you can set up um, a budget for it throughout the year so that you're saving, you know, maybe 25 bucks a month. So that by the time you get to November, December, you've saved for this one-time expense and you don't have to put it on a credit card because it kind of comes out of left field every time when we finally get to the end of the year and it's like, oh, I didn't budget for this. So things like that, whether it's car maintenance, you know, you're going to need a new car or you need a new, some appliance or something like that. Um, you can put it in the budget. Um, and one, another thing that I like about it is that because it's zero based, uh, you can go in and borrow money from different categories. So, and maybe that was me, especially when we first were getting started and combining our finances. Um, it was fun to me to have extra money at the end of the month. Um, but also to kind of get the feel for where I was having extra money. So, you know, if you're not commuting as much and you thought you were spending a certain amount on gas, but you end up having $50 left over at the end of the month, but you overspent on groceries, you can move the $50 from gas to cover the groceries. So it kind of gives you a little bit of a, and that way I feel like it helps you learn where you maybe can edit the budget that you thought you were spending. Um, and then it also allows you to kind of cover if your electric bill is really high one month and you have you know a super low water bill or something like that, you can borrow money from it. So I enjoyed that aspect of it that you could borrow from different categories because yeah, I just I think it helps you think think through your budget as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um so the like it says on here, there's the 34, which is really funny to me, 34 day free trial. It's like not a spreadsheet at all. I think it's kind of like the anti-spreadsheet. But um, I think it's ve it's very user friendly. I think over the course of the past ten years, they've come up with a lot of different um, either they call them widgets, but different things that 
come along with it. So they have a loan calculator, they have the net worth tracker, they have a budget analyzer so can kind of look at your spending patterns over time. So I think a lot of these um, tools like like Tiller and Mint um, have really come a long way in terms of being holistic and allowing you to not just track expenses, but for it to be more than just more than just that. So how um, so like in terms of uh, how just just kind of thinking like to compare it to, to Tiller and Mint, how like how much involvement do you think you should be? allocating for like to manage this like with with tiller it seems to me that that's definitely like jennifer said if you're nerdy you want to set get, up it takes out. a lot it takes a lot of time to set it up but once you set it up it's not too much time you just go in there and categorize every time you go in there um yeah so i would i would say it's the same i would say it's um on the front end when you any when you download any of these apps you're gonna have to go in and fill in the budget and connect it to all of the banks and those sort of things and I do think it would probably be a month or two of a learning curve of how to uh, yeah. make sure that you know how to just functionally move and borrow the money and move it to this category and um, all of those sort of things. But after that, I think it becomes pretty intuitive and putting in whether you want it to, you can import the data or you can have it sync and pull the data through. So um, you know whether you want to, some people like to, a lot of like original YNABBers like to input it manually. Um, and I think part of that is just the awareness piece of spending money and the action of putting the, um, mm -hmm. the item in there. That's kind of when I, when we first started using it, we would put in every transaction manually and save all of our seats and put in our gas bill and all that stuff. So it just, it was, it very much allowed Jonathan, my husband and I to realize what our budget should be and how much we're spending and all that sort of thing. But I do think it's, it's a little, it's definitely a, some setup on the front end, um, and then I think after that, it becomes pretty, pretty intuitive. So not a ton of time. Mm -hmm. But you have, you have an app on your phone, so you can yes. pop in anytime. Yes. Awesome. Can you, can you clarify? Because I know that like, I have a question on that, um, as I don't have a YNAB account. So it talks about like, and you mentioned this too, reallocating the money from one category to another. Yes. Like, it, this is just manual, right? You like just manually moving categories, adjusting the balances. You're not moving money anywhere else, correct? Right. Yes. You're not actually moving the money. It's it's more so for you to know where you have leftover money as you're spending the transactions and you're saying, okay, I spend a hundred bucks on gas every month and I've already spent 73, but it's the last day of the month. So I have 20, you know, what six, seven dollars uh, left over and I can put it over here. I went to go see a movie and, you know, my entertainment budget is over. So it allows you to see at the end of the month, how much you're actually over budget. So you can see it by category, but you can also see, okay, I actually am not as over budget because I was able to move stuff around from where I, you know, overspend or underspend to kind of equal it out every month. So I always liked that part. It made me feel a little bit better about myself when I could, oh, I have extra money in my, you know, whatever it would be. Uh, and this last one, aging your money, is that like, does that go like with the savings component or is that the moving money part you're talking about? Yes. The goal is that they want you to have your paycheck, you not being living paycheck to paycheck so that your money that you're categorizing is not coming from every, like every paycheck that gets deposited is coming from a savings account that you basically are, the money in the savings account is growing older so that you are, 
you know, basically to create the momentum of saving and having the money stay in your savings account longer. So that's kind of their uh, thought process behind the aging your money. Yeah, that's awesome too. Okay. Um, I wanted to um, mention the same thing. I don't know if Catherine, if you saw this yet, the same kind of thing, you can take your mint data and they have the steps of how you can like, you know, grab your transactions and um, kind of get the head start. Do you do you recommend that, or do you recommend for people just to set up an account and like kind of start fresh? Like I think Jennifer said that the tiller has ninety days, mm-hmm. uh, right? Look back. It, it might be longer. I can't remember, but it, at least at least ninety days, at least. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely worth at least downloading the data to have the historical to have it historically in the in the app. Um, because you're going to have to add the. It's, that's something you can't do is it's not going to transfer all the bank connections. So you're going to have to do that part anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of d- downloading and having some history, I think it, especially for clients who um have had Mint for a long time, you know, there's so much data in there to go ahead and and move it over and keep it somewhere where it'll be useful. Yeah. Okay. I think what I would do would be, I, I would, if it were me trying to change, I would just start it now, download one or two accounts. Sorry, I don't mean to download, but connect one or two accounts, try it out for a month, see how you like the functionality. Cause you get a free trial with these guys and with Tiller, try it out, see how you like the interface, how mm-hmm. much work is it? Um, and then once you you have your data in a spreadsheet, then you can upload your data to whatever one you picked. But rather than doing all that work in the front end, just just start out with one or two accounts, mm-hmm. see how it goes. That's a good okay. idea. Jennifer. I would do. That's what I would do. Because um, there's other ones too. There's Monarch Money and there's Empower. Empower is mm-hmm. doing some stuff too. So there's lots of different options. Try I more. also was just thinking that uh, maybe wait. That's probably because I already downloaded my mint transactions because I wanted to see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe wait again and let you know mint collect the data and do it again on December 30th or 31st. Mm-hmm. That way you have a complete, you know, uh, year-end summary. Um uh, mm-hmm. you do a, um you said that you can download different um you can filter. So why don't you just do it as of you can do the last month or two? Last month, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that you can. So that's easier to know where you left off then. Yes, true. Yeah. Or if you want to have one big file, you can yeah, do that yeah. all together. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax professional for more specific advice. Becoming a new parent is extraordinary, life-changing event that brings a mix of emotions from joy to worry, excitement and fear. Suddenly, you're not only responsible for yourself, but also for another little person who depends on you for everything. And it's okay to feel overwhelmed. But remember, you've got this. Did you know that raising a child from birth to age 18 can cost over $234,000 on average? And that does not even include things like daycare, private school, or college savings for the future. Planning for these expenses is crucial, and that's where the Money Parent Checklist comes in. 
I've created this resource for new parents like you to get you started. It will help you adapt and prepare for the, your new financial reality. It's a comprehensive guide that covers everything from setting up a budget for your new family, planning baby expenses, securing your child's future, and even preparing for those exciting college years ahead. Yes, I've got you covered from A to Z so you can focus on cherishing those precious moments with your little one. But don't let money worries get in the way of creating unforgettable memories. Visit parentmoneychecklist.com today and grab your free copy. Hey there, Money Boss Parent, giving you a virtual high five because you just wrapped up another awesome episode of the Money Boss Parent Podcast. If you're craving more insights, hop over to moneybossparentpodcast.com. You'll find there detailed show notes from today's episode and even some sweet deals from our guests and partners. And if you're eager to connect with other super cool moms and dads who are just like you, who are navigating the world of money and parenting, come join our exclusive Facebook community for Money Boss Parents. The link is waiting for you at moneybossparentpodcast.com.